If I was in charge of a team's Gatorade, they would all be getting uh, Glacier Ice. Oh, glacier wait, ice. is that purple or blue? That's blue, right? That's the the light blue. Uh, I think it's Glacier Ice. I don't know. It's the whatever light. I know it's Glacier something, but it's the light blue one. Oh, okay. That's your go-to, huh? That's my favorite. Yeah. But <laughs> you put vodka in anything, it tastes good. Um <laughs> everyone and welcome to another episode of no one cares about your big game parlay picks you have any uh parlay picks ready to go for next week i'm still trying to figure out what those even are so no well good thing for you we're gonna talk about it today well that's great and we're gonna get into it hopefully not using real money we're gonna do a deep dive yeah oh. as always i'm commissioner johnny joined by your favorite co-host, Crispy. Uh, we're going to be recapping the championship round from last weekend, talking some bets, and uh, previewing the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. We said it. <laughs> Come get let's us, not, Roger Goodell. Let's not encourage him. <laughs> Come get us. Yeah, we just discovered. Well, I just discovered. You would think I would know this more so, but... Uh, that's a no-no word. It's a no-no word, but we've said it. We're going to say it. We won't put it in our description and our episode title. So we'll, we'll, I guess that's how we'll find out if Roger Goodell listens to the podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's a long-time listener from the very beginning. Well, yeah, I think he's on the anti-Brady train. Ooh, Brady news. How are you feeling about Brady? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> my favorite, my... I think the favorite thing that I've seen um, was it's like the last team to beat Brady was the Cowboys. It's so amazing. Another one I saw was uh, Brady finally lost to the Cowboys. So it was time for him to retire. (laughs) That's a good one. I like that. So many good ones. So many good ones. Yeah. I mean, somebody else told me about the, the news when it broke. And honestly, I'll believe it when I see it. I know like he acknowledged it himself that he already did it and that any sort of like special attention that he should be getting was already kind of wasted, which I 100 percent agree. Like he wasted it like he everyone loves him so much. The people who do. Yeah, man, like. That's a, like when someone really cares about a player or whoever, like, and they retire, it's a big deal. And he, I feel like he, he definitely wasted that last year and like really took, took it away from himself and from his fans. So whatever. Good riddance. Bye. <laughs> Not to mention his family. Womp womp. <laughs> well, I, I, again, I said we weren't going to comment on those things. Giselle wished him the best, and I she wish did. him the best too. She did. That was the, the, you know, they have kids together. You got to be able to co parent. So it was very nice of her to do that. So it is what it is. Um, but the only thing I will ever remember from this moment is that the Cowboys beat Brady and then he retired. That's a good one. I like that. But in regards to the big game, coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, All I have to say about that is boo. So how's your weekend? (laughs) It was all right. (laughs) 
Did you officially went over on the picks last week, right? Um, I think I did. Did I? Did I? Well, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I was gonna say we both did, but no, you took you took the Eagles and I took the 49ers. Thank goodness there was no money involved in that one. <laughs> yeah, and um not necessarily the best of games, but we'll talk about them here in a second. Yeah, let's just jump into it. Let's talk about last week in conference championships. Uh, I'll give you a little break here. We'll, we can talk about uh, KC Cincinnati first. Um, sure. The Chiefs did pull through. They did. By a field goal. They did. We were a little bit right. We said three points. Um, it was just not the right team. Um but even even though it wasn't Cincinnati, the fact that it was by three points, having looked at that stats between them, um, and that it was Cincinnati by three, like the past three games, and Kansas City won by three, it's just so weird. Three is like their number. Um, maybe the next time they face off, I, I guess still go by three, but it's going to be more of a 50-50 gamble on who's going to actually be the team. Um, but yeah, I mean, not surprised that Kansas City pulled it off. Obviously, it was a close game. Yeah, I don't know. I Kansas City and, and the Bang- and the Bengals, the Chiefs and the Bengals were both really good teams this season. Um, I really did enjoy both teams. Um, I'm not I'm not really upset about it as as much as I would really like. I was I really wanted to see the Bengals again in the Super Bowl, um, and and take it home. I'm I'm not mad. I'm not mad about the Chiefs going. I I've grown to um, like Mahomes a lot more than I than I did the last time he was in the Super Bowl. And that was when he went up against Brady, and I still was like not a big fan of his. You know, I was I was a little bit torn for a couple of reasons. Um, primarily, is that Kansas City is in the AFC West as long as as well as my Broncos, uh, and there's this famous. Pat Bolin quote that says uh, no Bronco fan will ever cheer root for any team in the division though I've heard that that's a fake quote but we it always goes around Bronco circles whenever uh, playoffs come by um, so don't really want to see the Chiefs win another Super Bowl um, but my my little anti Kansas uh, my little anti Bengals thing and I don't know if I've ever said it in the pod but I will admit to it is I, I'm not a Bengal believer. And so when they made made it to the Super Bowl last year, I was like, this is a fluke. It's like they'll 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 never do it again. Or like not anytime soon. And so when it was looking like they might, I was like, shoot, that's gonna bite me in the butt. Though at that time we weren't recording, so there was no actual proof of me saying it, but I knew. And so I was <laughs> would have been really upset if they made it back to back years. Um, so like I said, I was torn, um, but I did think with Cincinnati's history and how well they've been doing against the Chiefs, I thought they would pull it off. Um, we, we, I had said Cincinnati by three, uh, just missed it a little bit, but with it, with it ended and with it ultimately being Kansas city at the end. Um, but you know, the, the Bengals were making a good run at the very end, right? And they tie the game up. And I really thought I was going to go to overtime. And, you know, once it hit overtime, I was like, oh, it's going to be Bengals by three. That's all they need. Because, you know, going into the game, the biggest question mark, and we talked about it, was, you know, how healthy is Mahomes? Right. And uh, what was what was your thought after watching him play? He seems fine. 
<laughs> seems pretty much fine. Um, I didn't watch a lot of the game, actually, for some reason. I don't remember what I was doing. Um, so I was kind of trying to keep track on my phone. But he seemed fine. There was a bunch. Like, it was more like the news in the morning that seemed to tend to take over was really more so whether or not Kelsey was going to be fine. That was a last minute storyline. Yeah. And I think that was kind of like the more the bigger concern going into the game than Mahomes. Mahomes, every I mean, he had been saying it. Andy Reid had been saying it. There didn't seem to be any concern about him. And but I, I think the big question mark was Travis Kelsey. And I, and I was definitely thinking, I was like, if Kelsey's not going to be in this game, they are not winning. Uh, yeah, actually, I'll disagree a little bit. I think he seemed a little bit limited in his mobility. He didn't seem like the same kind of Mahomes that we're used to. Um, it wasn't as bad as I had anticipated, um, which, again, encouraged me to go Bengals on the pick last week. Um, however, it looked like Mahomes was getting worse as the game went on. And ultimately, by the end, he was kind of limping a little bit. Mm. So that was kind of when the Bengals were coming back. And so I really thought that, you know, if this did go to overtime, that there was no way the Chiefs were going to win. Because I think, you know, whatever whatever adrenaline had been going through Mahomes was starting to wear off. And he was uh, turning mortal again. Um <laughs> Yeah, that makes and, that makes sense then because I saw like the beginning of the game and then missed the ending. So from what I saw from the beginning, he seemed fine, um, and I was actually more interested to see what he was going to do with Kelsey. But um, yeah, it it just seemed like they had a stronger start than the Bengals did. But I mean, ultimately, the Chiefs took it. What was cra- a couple of things that were crazy in this game? We'll talk about this really quickly before we move on. Uh, did you catch the double third down that they got? No, I don't think so. So we talked about this uh, the first week of the playoffs with the Dolphins, right? When um, Mike McDaniel's was told that he got a first down, but it was not a first down, oh, and right. then it was fourth mm-hmm. down and stuff like that. Uh, a little bit of a similar thing, not really the same thing, but um, the Chiefs had the ball. This was the second half. Um, and this is kind of when the Bengals were kind of getting their momentum in. And so it was a th- it was a third and long. I think it was a third and nine. They threw a pass. And I want to say it was to Kelsey. And, uh, but it was like a four-yard gain. So it was going to be fourth and five. And so they send the punt team out, right? And so both teams send the punt team out. And then the, the refs, like, blow a whistle. And then everyone's super confused on the field. And the refs go on the microphone and they say that, oh, no, we're that we called that play dead. We're going to replay third down. And so it was like, wait, what? Yeah. So Zach Taylor was so upset. He was yelling the whole time and in the refs faces like this is ridiculous. Yeah. So they they replay third down. They replay third and nine. And um, actually, Eli Apple sacks Mahomes. And so it was kind of like, oh, you know. Well, that was for nothing because now they got a sack and lost all the yardage. But there ended up being a holding penalty on that play. So that gave them an automatic first down. I do remember there being a funky thing happening. And I was like, what just happened? This should have been that should have been fourth down. It should be Bengals ball. Um, And it wasn't. And I think I just missed what happened. So, yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. So that was that was a bit of a mess. Ultimately, the Chiefs did punt after that. And so, you know, the, the narrative is that did it really affect them? But uh, ultimately, my point is that, like, I think the Bengals were getting, gaining momentum. And so 
getting that punt a little bit earlier, a little further back, I think that would have maybe been what they needed to ultimately win the game. Because at that point, they were tied. And so, you know, they were really just trying to break the break the tie at that point. It was 20 to 20 already. Ultimately, again, they, they didn't score. And so it goes back to the Chiefs. The Chiefs have like a you know, minute or so left to go. Um, looks like it's going to go to overtime. And then Patrick puts his ankles on the line, runs for a first down to get him really close to field goal range. And then um, Joseph Asai kind of pushes Mahomes at the end of that play. And they get a personal foul, 15 yards, much easier field goal. And they kick it with no time left on the clock. Yeah, it does seem like there's some pretty big controversial uh, um, penalties called uh, against the Bengals that seem to really help the Chiefs. It's hard to say. I mean, we see this all the time. We see it in so many games where we're like, they're calling it on one team. They're not calling it on the other. Um, especially like these late calls for um, for personal fouls and stuff. And it's just kind of it. It's hard. I mean, you like don't want to bag on the on the refs too much, but sometimes it's hard not to. Um, I think especially just with how close the game was, things happen. It's, you want to call as perfect of the game as you can. It's just not always going to happen. But they're both really great teams. Um, the fact that it was so close is just kind of like the luck of the draw. The refs were on your side during this portion of the game or whatever portion of the game. Like, I think that's just kind of what happens when it's a really close game. I think it's it's worse when it's like really not close and you really feel like the, the refs are like screwing you over. But in this one, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Yeah, it's it's just tough when it comes to one kind of bad play there at the end. That reminds me of um, Chiefs against the Patriots. And I think that, yeah, that was the AFC championship a couple years back. Yeah, that was the year the Patriots went to the Super Bowl and beat the Rams. I was wanting to see the Chiefs-Rams go against each other because that was the year they had that crazy in-season game that was really, really good. And so, you know, everyone really wanted a rematch of that. Um, It came down to uh, D Ford lining up offsides at the very end and kind of similar idea just gave Brady a first down and then that's ultimately what led uh, the Patriots go get to the Super Bowl and so yeah it's just tough having a weird ending like that but that's a whole different situation I mean Brady and the refs is a much different situation than the Bengals and the Chiefs in a game so no, but it, it wasn't a Brady and Brady ref thing. It was D Ford was literally lined off sides on the Chiefs. And so that gave him an automatic first down. So it was just like a boneheaded play that literally loses them the game. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, we ultimately we see Kansas City advance. Bengals unhappily go home. And we have our first team there in the playoffs. Yes, we do. And it's the only team I'm willing to acknowledge. (laughs) Um, Well, the other game that we had was Philly against the Niners. Boo! (laughs) Wasn't the most exciting game to watch. It was just, it was like another, it was kind of like watch, like being in like how I talked about the Niners um, Cowboys game last week, except it happened much sooner. 
the moment Brock Purdy was out, I was like, all right, this is not even worth watching. It's not even like, that's just done. It's just done. It just sucks. It 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 sucks that, God, I could just, oh, I could just like go <laughs> on about how like the Eagles run in this playoffs in the entire, like just the entire season and the playoffs has just been the most ridiculous experience and like there's just been there's been no fight and not because like they're amazing in any of these games it's like these big teams that they have played have just fallen apart the giants had no business being in the playoffs and the 49ers are rocking their their third string quarterback who in to his credit was doing pretty well even though you really, really disliked him. Like, you lose your quarterback, and now you have to rely on the Broncos practice squad quarterback. Like, it's just, it just wasn't a fair fight. It wasn't a fair <laughs> fight, and it was just kind of like, all right, Purdy's out. Like, why, let's just end the game. What's the point? Yeah, it's, it was unfortunate to see Brock Purdy go down the way he did. Um, definitely was not what I wanted uh, from him. I was not a pretty believer, but doesn't mean that I want him to obviously get injured and things like that, right? And um, what's crazy is that what came out after the game and that he tore his UCL and might need, like, surgery. And it's, like, it's... It might be torn to a level that has like never like happened to another football player before. It was like completely torn. Crazy that that he he has to he went back into the game under that condition. We didn't throw the ball right, but like that was crazy. Um, So yeah, he goes out early, and then yeah, you see uh, Josh Johnson go in, and then they showed kind of. Purdy on the sidelines there talking to to Kyle Shanahan and mouthing like I can't I can't go in I can't throw the ball and so we're like oh yeah this is happening because Josh Johnson time and uh, Josh Johnson obviously didn't do too much um, even though the box score doesn't show it right it was seven to thirty one I feel like this game was a lot closer until and it, it was until it wasn't because again what. The reason San Francisco had been so good is because of their defense is really good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the defense is, is what was going to keep them in the game. Um, but ultimately, they have three turnovers. And then, you know, the Eagles scored a touchdown off of one of them and things like that. And so, but what's crazy is that, you know, the there was nothing impressive about the Philadelphia offense. Like, Jalen Hurts threw for 121 yards. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's nothing. My, that's my point. That is my exact point about this team. It's, it's, it sucks. Like the, the 49ers have had a very strong defense, but like you're playing now with your fourth string quarterback who can't stay on the field. And you're essentially putting your defense out there to fight for their lives. And they are exhausted. I can't imagine that everybody wasn't, everyone's hopes and dreams were just crushed when Purdy couldn't return i mean everybody knew it and i think it really changes the dynamic of a team and it really doesn't matter how strong you are or how good you are because you don't really have any you don't have any leadership and quarterback that you can trust so yeah (laughs) 
it's it's super super unfortunate the way things went. I have seen some great memes about how undeserving it is for the Eagles to to do this. In their defense, their last time in the Super Bowl, Nick Foles took over that team and he 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 won that Super Bowl. He got them through it with Carson Wentz going down and he took them all the way to the end and it was impressive. They were the underdog. It that was truly deserved, I will say. This doesn't it just doesn't feel the same way. And I understand I'm a hater and that's fine. <laughs> I can accept it, but I just can't I can't support this playoff run for them. Even though Micah Parsons is is uh, app- apparently a much better person than me cuz he's all about it. <laughs> He's still a baby. He is a baby. He'll grow <laughs> yeah. into the rivalry hate. Right. Um, but yeah, ultimately, it looks like the Super Bowl is going to be a matchup of my divisional rival versus your divisional rival. So that's fun. And we're rooting for each other's divisional rival. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's the way it should be. <laughs> I do I do want to uh, say one thing really quick about um, the Eagles that I thought was really funny. And I think really is probably the only highlight of the Super Bowl. And we talked about it. I'm sorry, the big game. And we talked about it um, last week briefly, or you mentioned it, I think, last week briefly, is that Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey have a podcast uh, with each other. Um, And they talked about something that I actually saw on, on one of the social media platforms. Um, where they're calling it the curse of the Rocky statue. I don't know if you've seen it. I have not. Tell us about it. So apparently, or urban legend or whatever, but the story is that opposite teams have come over and when they've played the Eagles at home and have dressed the Rocky statue with their their team colors or a jersey or whatever. So it looks like, at least from this image that um, that I saw, and, and if we can if we can find it on Twitter, we'll have to put it on our Twitter. But it's it looks like the first team that I guess who may have done it was in 2018, was NFC Championship game, and the Vikings played the Eagles, and someone dressed the uh, the Rocky statue with some Vikings gear or or maybe just Vikings colors, I think, and they lost. The Vikings lost seven to thirty eight. Fast forward to two weeks ago with the Giants and Eagles game. And again, some Giants fans put a Giants jersey on the Rocky statue and they lost 7-38. Last week, 49ers did the same thing. Apparently nobody knew about this curse um, and put (laughs) 49ers. I think it's I think it's a 49ers shirt on the Rocky statue and they lost Seven to thirty-one. So on uh, Travis and Jason's podcast, they're talking about this. Somehow they also found out about this, and um, they're talking about you know the theories behind it. And they truly do think that it was that it's a that it's fans from the opposing team is doing it. It's not actually um, Eagles fans doing it. Mm. So Travis Kelsey is begging Chiefs fans not to put anything on the Rocky statue. Just in case this Rocky statue curse is real. Well, I w- wonder if it matters because they're obviously not playing in Philadelphia. Would it still? T- do you think Rocky's curse 
goes across the country to Arizona? I don't know. I, and I don't know for sure if the Vikings, well, I would assume that that 2018 NFC Championship game, the Vikings must have played in Philadelphia. Can you confirm that? It was in Philadelphia. It was in Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I guess it's it's hard to say, but what I'm now going to, well, what I'm seeing, I'm, I'm not the creator of this, but we will just call the big game the Kelsey Bowl because that's the only thing that makes it at all interesting or funny to me. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I, I definitely do find the dynamic of the two brothers facing each other very wholesome and cute, but I'm still obviously rooting for the Chiefs wholeheartedly. You are, you are Travis Kelsey. I am Jason Kelsey. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. It. We'll see how it goes. And um, what's interesting, uh, just to wrap up the, the Rocky curse, is uh, the Eagles are at home for the Super Bowl because there is a home team, even though it will be in Arizona, but Eagles are the home team. So they will be, they will be wearing green. Um, so does it still count if they're, if they're quote unquote home and they deface the Rocky statue? Well, it would require a Kansas chief fan to go to Philadelphia to do that. No, I'm sure there's chiefs fans in Philadelphia. Not many, but there has to be some. I mean, I'm, if there are prayers for them, because (laughs) I'm sure that must be rough. We should put a camera live stream on there and then we're going to catch Jason Kelsey putting chief stuff on there. It's not going to work though. It has to be. It has to be a, a bona fide uh, Chiefs fan. What if it's What if it's Jason Kelsey dressed up as Travis Kelsey, putting a <laughs> Travis Kelsey jersey on Rocky? Travis specifically asked for them not to put an eighty-seven. <laughs> mm, okay. All right. Um, I want to talk about one thing actually uh, about the. Bengals Chiefs real quick. Um, did you see what the mayor of Cincinnati did? No. He released a statement prior to the game. And so there was all this talk about um, Arrowhead Stadium being renamed to Burrowhead Stadium because Joe Burrow hadn't lost there. And so he has like this mayoral declaration calling it Burrowhead and this, this, and that. And he made like, uh, he lit- literally says that um we're we want trap uh we want patrick mahomes to take a paternity test to verify that joe burrow is not his daddy i think he said father but that was the impression of like joe burrow's your daddy oh is that why is that why travis kelsey was making like some really weird comments like after the game well, a lot of people have been talking about Burrowhead, um, but so that was kind of more so what Travis was talking about. Um, but it went to the level of their the mayor of Cincinnati, <laughs> their local government, <laughs> yes, doing this. And so after I saw that, it was, it's it's a terrible video. It's super cringy. We we got to retweet that too. Um, it's yeah. After I saw that, I definitely was kind of anti. Bengals after that because it was that was a tough watch that was not that was not a good move by the mayor oh my gosh yeah I feel like local government shouldn't or any and any government official should probably not get involved in any sort of fan base um but obviously we see it and yeah I don't just don't make comments like it's okay to be a fan but just don't make any comments 
public yeah you, you can get into it a little bit but th- this was super extreme but n- and now he has to eat his words because now they lost and now that video is on twitter forever so congratulations sir yeah and good luck staying mayor <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that was that a doorbell yeah guess what it's been so long but we finally have a guest again we don't want what you're, what you're selling sir <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, we have actually we have a special guest with us today, everyone. Um, this is kind of a, uh, a commissioner like legacy thing. So I'm I'm known as the commissioner of this podcast, but the guest today is actually my commissioner. So you're kind of like our grandpa today. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to well, age you, um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. We, uh, a couple of times we've talked about the teacher league that uh, Castro and I are in. So uh, our guest today. Uh, Rube, he's actually the commissioner of that league. I've also mentioned a couple of times that that league is filled with degenerate gamblers, and we have the the voted king of the degenerate gamblers here to uh, talk to us a little bit about betting. Rube, how you doing? Uh, not so good, Johnny. I had uh, Puxatawney Phil not to see a shadow this morning at plus 200, so a damn rat <laughs> cost me money. Out. Missed that on the Groundhog's Day bet, huh? Yeah, God. It was, it was a rough morning, so <laughs> I'll make it back tonight, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rube gambling uh, probably every six or so hours, a little time in the stock markets as well. So um, a wealth of information here to give us a gambling 101. Thank goodness, because I know absolutely nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll try to teach you a little something here today. Um, a little bit about myself. My first bet was in uh, in 2002, I took the Raiders, which is my favorite team by far, uh, to beat the Packers on Monday Night Football. Uh, that's when Brett Favre's uh, dad passed away. Oh, I took the Raiders. Uh, uh, yeah, on Monday Night Football. And uh, Brett Favre, I think, probably threw for like 400 yards and four touchdowns and uh and he still uh, he took my ten dollars. So thanks a lot, Brett. <laughs> that was a, that was a record day for him, if I remember that. Um, <laughs> did you make the bet before or after his dad passed away? Sadly, I made it after, uh, thinking Ugh. you know maybe he wasn't going to play. Maybe you know he'd be a little bit distracted that game. You know, you know. I thought I I thought I got a nice advantage there, and uh, no, I've been cursed ever since. So. Uh, you know that, Johnny, from, from our fantasy league. I drafted pretty much, okay, when did we start the teacher league? Like 2011? Yeah, that's about right. 11, 12, 12 years years ago? Yeah, something like yeah, 11, that. So 12 years ago. I think every first round pick I've ever taken has either been hurt or uh, had the worst year of his career. So I'm known as the jinx in the league. Uh <laughs> I tried to take down Cooper Cuff. Yeah, I tried. I I was trying to take down his career this year, but Tut took him before me, and uh, <laughs> I took down his career. So I ended up drafting Russell Wilson, and uh, yeah, see, that's what you get, Russell. All, all comes down to you. Yeah. Well, when it comes to right before the draft, we always try to be nice to you because uh-huh. we don't want you to draft our team's players. But you always <laughs> threaten us with like one, two kind of combo. Uh, if I remember correctly, didn't you have Peyton Manning his last year as a Colt? <laughs> it was his worst year ever. No, no, <laughs> as, as, as a Bronco. And uh, Oh, the Super Bowl year. Yeah, exactly. The year they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. He had the Terrible worst year, year of his career. And the Broncos defense carried him all the way to the Super Bowl. And uh, and I'm sure that was a great day for you, Johnny. 
Yeah, I think he finished the year as quarterback 33 out of 32, <laughs> and we still won the Super Bowl. So I, I pride myself in well, that. Yeah. So. 30, 33 out of 32 because he was relying on his backup during the postseason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my best bet was against the Broncos, actually. Uh, this was mm-hmm. uh, when I bet on uh, the Patriots to beat the Broncos uh, The after the Tim Tebow Steelers game. I was so happy when the when Tebow threw that touchdown in overtime to beat the Steelers because I knew I was putting a lot of money on the Patriots <laughs> the next week. So please stay away from the Cowboys. Thank you. Did I bet on the Cowboys? I, I had the Cowboys in a pool this year to win the Super Bowl. So sorry, Crispy. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, who else did I have this year? I, I put a lot of money on the 49ers to beat the Raiders and uh, they did. But not by six. So <laughs> not by enough. Yeah. That transitions to get into our, our first topic. We have a couple questions for you. But when we see uh, a game uh, coming up in the weekend and stuff, there's always like a plus or minus. Um, mm-hmm. what, what do those numbers mean? How do they work? How, how do you read them? Every line you see. So you see like minus 110. That's your typical line for anything, right? So minus 110 means you have to bet $110 to win hundred dollars so anything that's a minus means that's how much money you have to bet in order to win a hundred dollars so there are you know favorites that are like minus 500 that means you got to bet five hundred dollars just to win a hundred dollars so yeah so like those are like the big time favorites so the pluses mean you have to bet a hundred dollars to win five hundred dollars so like Plus 500 would mean you win $500 for betting $100. So those are usually underdogs. Um, I'm looking at a few numbers. Um, I do see the money mm -hmm. line for the unfortunate matchup that I am not quite looking forward to. Um, But it's (laughs) Eagles and the Chiefs. And so Philadelphia Mm -hmm. is minus 125. So by your logic of what you're explaining to us. I would have to bet, and I would never do this, but I would have to bet $125 on the Eagles to win $100. Correct. That's the money line. So now what's the point spread for the uh, Super Bowl? Philadelphia mm-hmm. mi- minus one, one and a half. One and a half. Exactly. And the, it, or the line is minus one and a half, but the, uh, it's minus 110, right? That's so you would have to bet $110 to win $100. Uh, minus $125. No, that's that's uh, straight up. Oh. So the difference between straight up means the Eagles just have to win. But the point spread means they have to win by one and a half points, by more than one and a half points. So obviously, you know, two or more. Got it. And then the casino or whoever you bet has to make money on these bets they don't just take the other side right so there's two different ways of looking at bookmaking and handicapping handicapping is just saying like how many points they're going to win by and who's going to win that's handicapping bookmaking is when you have to balance the books of people who are going to bet on the eagles and people who are going to bet on the chiefs so what the casinos try to do is they try to get 
an even number of people to bet on the Chiefs and an even number of people to bet on the Eagles. And what they want to collect is the juice. The juice is 10%. So minus 110 means you have to bet $110. So if both people are betting $110 to win $100, then the casino just collects 10%. And they're fine with that, trust me. 10% of the handle of the Super Bowl is... Well, a lot. probably tens or hundreds of <laughs> millions of dollars. So, so yeah, the casino is just interested in uh, collecting their uh, juice. Okay. And then on the other side of the money line, it says Kansas City plus 105. So what does that mean? So that means for $100, if you bet $100 on the Chiefs just to win, you'll get $105 back. So you're only getting $5 so, back. No, no, no. You're getting $105. Oh, you're getting, you're getting your $100 that you bet. And $105. Yeah, so, exactly. So, yeah, that's how all uh, sports gambling works. You get you always get your money back when you win, plus $105. So Yeah, you're getting a little yeah. bit more because the Chiefs are not favored, right? So that's why you need to bet more than the 100 You got to bet the 125 to make the 100 on Eagles. the... Um, on the Eagles side, but because the Chiefs are not favored, the hundred dollar bet goes a little bit further, and you get the one. All right, I'm getting, right. I'm getting the money line. <laughs> the spread is still <laughs> kind of throwing me off. Um, okay, is the one ten just like not arbitrary, but like just like the standard number of what that's based off of, or like what does the one ten come from? Yeah, so the 110 is, yeah, it's the standard number. So the casino tries to make you bet $110 to win $100 because they're going to keep that 10%. They're trying to get exactly okay. from, from the losing side. Okay. So if you have like a thousand people betting on the Chiefs and a thousand people betting on the Eagles at minus 110, the casino is going to win no matter what. They're going to collect that 10% and be fine with that. Okay. I'm sure somebody listening understands this. This is why I don't bet money. <laughs> so another line I'm seeing is an over-under. Um, and it says by mm -hmm. uh, 50 and a half points. Yeah. So that's just the total score. So the total score is, it has to be 51 or higher. And that's com and, combined yeah. from both teams? Correct. And so do... So that one's easy, right? That was not too good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do people choose to make a bet oh, like based on like an over under like oh I'm betting that's going to be over or I'm taking a bet that's under or how does how does a bet using that number work yeah exactly like you exactly like you said so the sucker bet is the favorite plus the over don't tell uh, our friend the saint that because he loves that uh, bet Johnny um, but go to <laughs> but yeah, the oh, everybody likes the over because people, the public think, oh, they're going to score a lot of points. It's the final score is going to be 28 to 35 or, you know, something ridiculous like that. But most of the time, the score is around, you know, 21, 24. You know, that's why the, the normal line is probably around 47, 48. But 50 points means Vegas thinks there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. So. You know, 50 would be 31, 28, something like that. So that would be, yeah. what, 51 points? So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's kind of a – they're expecting a, a lot of points to be scored in this in the Super Bowl, which I am also 
expecting. Hmm. So, so if, if we're betting over and under, how does the money work for that? Yeah, it's usually minus 110. Same, same thing. Vegas wants to get, okay. you know, an even number on both sides. They want, they want to get the same number and just collect the juice. So if it's minus 110, you got to bet $110 on the over. And if it's over 51 and a half points, then you collect a hundred bucks for your 110 bucks. You know, you get your 110 back. So you're actually collecting 210. You know, the other side is losing 110. So. And then there are two, at least on, um, this one page, and I'm sure there's plenty of pages with all sorts of stuff. I just picked a simple one oh, no from idea. like CBS uh, that was easy to read and understand, sort of. Um, this says <laughs> for the Eagles, it says the Eagles are seven and two against the spread in their last nine playoff games. And then it says the Chiefs mm-hmm. have covered in their last three meetings with Philadelphia. What would you use though that information for? Or what is the point of it? Here's what I'm thinking. The Chiefs don't probably, they probably don't play Philly that often. So, um, you know, these aren't the same players that are going to be on that same Chiefs team or the same Philly team. So I would just throw that out. But uh, would you say Philly was. They're seven and two (laughs) against the spread in their last nine playoff games. So, really, the last two playoff games, I don't know if Philly even made the playoffs last year. I don't think they did. No, sorry. They did. They lost the first round. They, oh, they lost first round last year. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then obviously, well, they might've covered. So that means they covered the spread. That means that, you know, Vegas has them locked in pretty well. If they're covering the spread. All right. So I think we understand money line a little bit better spread. we got the over under going as well. Um, a thing that we hear about often is parlays, right? That's how you're really going to make more of your money. Right. Um, is, is there any sort of like rule of thumb that you do? Like is like a three thing parlay, like your go-to or, or what are your thoughts on that? So let me just explain the parlay. So parlay is yeah, multiple teams or multiple bets on one card. So you got to win multiple, but that means your odds go up. So if you do like a typical three team parlay minus one ten, and there are parlay calculators out there that you could use, you know, you're probably going to win, I don't know, five to one. So it would be plus 500. So every, hundred dollar you bet you're going to do five hundred dollars so um there are these things called teasers though so here's where it gets a little bit more complicated so say a team is um minus three or something like that a teaser would actually give you more points so a team that's minus three meaning they got to win by three you turn that around and they're actually plus three meaning they could actually lose the game and as long as they don't lose the game by more than three points, you win that bet. So I like three team teasers. They give you more, a, a little bit better payout than, you know, just betting one game straight up. If you feel like, you know, one game's a lock, but if you feel like the other games are going to be close, you could do a teaser and, uh, you know, get a little bit more for your money. Uh, have I been successful in three team teasers? No, but uh, yeah, that's just the, that's just standard. doesn't stop you though. Standard operating procedure for myself. I have I have uh, heard of parlays, and I so like I kind of know. Um, like I've had, like I said, mm-hmm. I have some friends who who are super into betting, um, and they've done like I don't know if it's what you're describing as the three team teaser, but they choose three teams, um, like on a yeah. on a Sunday football day morning games or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, and they'll they'll talk about a parlay. Uh, and just yeah. like, okay, so you need all three of these teams to win. I can 
sort of get I can get that at least. <laughs> is is one of these guys you're talking about? Is his name Fat Phil? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, then, yeah, I guess we we hang out with different people. I think. <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna get Fat Phil to talk March Madness with us. Oh God, weeks, that so guy's we'll, the worst we'll, gambler we'll, I've ever met. We'll get into that guy's brain. Oh no, <laughs> we'll get him too. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. So yeah. So teasers is similar to parlay, which you're saying as long as you do multiple teams, right? But so ultimately, the big thing about them is that you're switching the line, right, from negative to a plus. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're getting okay. you're getting a little bit more of an advantage on the line. So yeah, the parlay is it's a par a teaser is just a parlay, but a little bit different odds. Got it. Yep. Cool. Cool. I know like prop bets have to do with like specific things happening in like a game, I'm assuming. Um, like uh, like who's going to score the first touchdown in the first quarter type of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that is definitely a prop bet in the Super Bowl. And there's a bunch in the Super Bowl. Is there an exact definition of what a prop bet is? I mean, it's proposition bet meaning the casino comes up with something that they can make an objective decision on and they'll draw odds. You can either bet on it or not. Let's just talk about the Super Bowl, the coin toss. You could bet on the coin toss in the Super Bowl. I know. Seriously? Oh yeah. Flipping it out. I mean it's a it's a major bet. Tails is like I think it's Tails is probably favorite. won the last uh oh yeah, definitely. I always take tails. Never fails. There's a coin toss that's minus 105, actually. So that's actually a really good bet. Um, <laughs> the Jalen Hurts MVP bet. I know you're not going to take that one, Crispy, but that's plus 115. Uh, you could bet on the color of the Gatorade that they dump mm-hmm. on the coach at the end of the Super Bowl. And I got orange at plus 400. Wow. Uh, that's a good bet. Uh, you could bet on the first TV advertisement. Uh Doritos versus M&M's. I've got M&M's minus 135. Ooh. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, halftime show. So Rihanna's going to be doing the halftime show. Uh, you could bet on the yeah. you could bet on the color of her first outfit. So I have white at Ooh. plus 600 cuz yeah, I think that's what's coming out. It's it's really good payout. Hmm. What's the most ridiculous prop bet you have money on right now or that you plan to put money on? These are not ridiculous. These are solid <laughs> bets here. Let's be okay. All right. Um, sure. Sure. <laughs> the color of Rihanna's hair. My favorite prop bet is uh, length of the national anthem. How's that looking this year? That's right. Yeah, they do have that. Uh, let me see. What do we got here? I think the rule of thumb is always take the over on that. Yeah. I, I think the, the singers are in on it. So they're probably putting big money on themselves. Mm. And, you know, they get to stay in the spotlight for a little bit longer. So. Why wouldn't you, right? National Anthem. How long will it take Chris Stapleton to sing the U.S. National Anthem? Over two minutes and five seconds. Mm. You know, a country artist, I might take the under on that. I would take the under on a country artist. And the under is the underdog at plus 110. So for 100 bucks, you're going to win 110 bucks on it. So will any player propose to his girlfriend on the field after the game. So maybe Travis Kelsey finally pulls the trigger. I told him. I said, put a ring on it. Although we could not confirm whether or not they were still dating. 
I think it was too much drama around those two. I would take the no on that bet. It could be anybody, right? It's not like a specific person. Any player. Exactly. Player. Any player. No, yeah. I, I would I would say yes, it's going to happen. There can't be that many so the yes. I think I don't know. two people, I think, got engaged last year from the Rams on the field. Oh, okay. Wow. At least one. I don't. Maybe I'm mistaking the second person, but for sure one person did. Mahomes didn't even oh, okay. do it when he won the Super Bowl. Yeah, Mahomes is a smart man. Uh, the yes is plus <laughs> 375. So... You win three hundred seventy-five bucks if uh, somebody puts a ring on it. I gotta say, I think I find the prop bets more interesting than like the money line or the spread or any of the other. They're stuff. fun. They're fun, right? Especially this year, it seems like the lines are really close, so it's like it's hard to even like want to bet any of that, right? Like a point and a half yeah, spread is yeah. nothing. Will any player record <laughs> an octopus? Now, when I saw this, I was like, what? I've been watching. Yeah, an octopus is when a player scores a touchdown and then scores the two-point conversion immediately after. So uh, that, is, that is an octopus. I have never heard of that in my life. But I'm taking the yes at plus 650. So With Travis Kelsey? <laughs> you're taking exactly. The yes? See, now you're thinking, Crispy. All right. Wait, does, does the quarterback no, count? No, no. It has to be... It, 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 has to be a receiver. Yeah, it has to be a receiver, or maybe if the quarterback runs it in and then runs it in afterwards. Mm, interesting. No more playing around. All right, guys. These are the locks right here. So go ahead, get your money out. All right. Put it on the drum roll. Put it on the hit table us with the Rube locks for the Super Bowl. All right. Oh, actually, before you say that, tell 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 the listeners what is a lock. Yeah. Like, oh, what? A lock. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> A lock is guaranteed. You put your kids' college tuition, your mortgage, oh. your house, everything you got on this lock because it's coming in for sure. And my lock, I, I have multiple locks. So, I, and luckily I have multiple kids. So, I've got multiple college <laughs> savings to put on these locks. Um, how many players will have a passing attempt? So, obviously, you got both quarterbacks so that's two i have over two and a half players will have a pass oh i take we'll have a passing attempt so that's minus 115 so meaning you have to put 115 dollars to 100 i'm gonna put probably okay i won't say numbers but a lot more than 115 on that one so does that mean that at least three people need to make a pass attempt correct why don't you just do three why do you do two and a half well, because Vegas wants a winner. So they do two and a half. Like they set the line at two and a half. So obviously, you know, you got the two quarterbacks are going to have a passing attempt. Or Pat Mahomes gets hurt and he's out. They bring in the backup quarterback, Chad Henney comes in, throws a pass. You've got it right there. So anything's possible. Yes, it is. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So because if so, if the line were three, which happens sometimes, right? There are a handful of times where like the line is a, a solid number, and it ends up being three pass attempts, and it's a push. So no one loses their money. No one wins money. How many times will the chains be used for the measurement? Now, I I I've watched pretty much every playoff game. And I really cannot remember the last time the chains came out. Oh, I'm pretty sure it happened in the Cowboys game. Oh, are you sure? I, 
I think I've seen it this playoff run for sure. Like maybe twice. Really? Okay. Well, you guys are really pissing on my locks here, buddy. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I have the over at one and a half at plus 220. So meaning if they use the chains two times in a game, okay. then I win 220 bucks for my. Well, you're just saying you haven't exactly. seen it. So how's the over a lock it's for due. you? They're due. They got to come out. Come on. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's due. Okay. Okay. That's fair. You guys didn't read the script? The script? Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I haven't yeah. got the script yet. Did, did it get finalized? Yeah. yeah. They, they definitely got the chains oh, coming okay. out twice. Got it. Got it. But you need it three times, isn't it? One, and a, it one and a half. One and a half. Two and a half. So you get, yeah, you get oh, plus okay, 220 right. so, uh, if the chains come out twice. Will a non quarterback throw a touchdown? No. Crispy. Is the Philly special a non quarterback? Oh, see? Throw? So she. The Philly special yeah. would be a non-quarterback, yeah. I would say at least once that I wouldn't put it past the Eagles to to pull up a Philly special on the Chiefs. Hundred percent. And if you take that plus and you bet a hundred bucks on that, you're gonna win four hundred and fifty bucks. So Damn. lock it in. Ooh. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a yes no bet. Yes, that's a yes or no bet. Okay. So plus four fifty on a yes. I'm guessing probably minus like eight hundred. On a no, I meaning you got to bet eight hundred bucks to win a hundred bucks, and what fun would that be? hundred bucks, yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> okay, so I have two bets. If you like the Chiefs to win, if you want the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, let's hear them. Instead of just taking the what was it plus one hundred five or something ridiculous, not fun at all. So if you yeah. like the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. You could parlay Travis Kelsey to have one or more touchdowns and Kansas City to win at plus 206. And you're going to get 200 bucks okay. for your 206 bucks for your 100 buck bet. So a parlay bet, a parlay bet is just more like, kind of like a conditional bet. Like you have to win. The, these things need to happen for you to win. Both it's things. not just one thing. Mm-hmm. It's this. It's two. Like either two or more things need to win. Need to happen to win. Exactly. I couldn't have said it any better Got myself. It. Got it. Okay. And if you really Slowly figuring it out, you She's got learning. it. You got She's it. Learning. You figured it out. Uh, if you really <laughs> like the Chiefs to win, and you like to really gamble, I have Marquez Valdez Scantling. To have one touchdown, one or more touchdowns, and the Chiefs to win at plus 400. So I know uh, Scatling, mm. I think, I'm pretty sure he had a touchdown uh, in the championship game. Yeah, he was good yeah, last week. And he's been good at all these playoffs, and, and KC is hurting for wide receivers. So, uh, yeah, is I Kadarius think- Tony out? For the Super Bowl? Or is he, I guess he has another week to. Uh, they haven't, they have not better. said that, yeah. Okay, and now. Here's my pick for the Super Bowl. Drum roll, please. Aren't you guys in the? <laughs> it is. Aren't you guys we'll in the drum in squad or whatever the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, no. we'll add yeah. it in post. We'll add it in post. <laughs> so I have the lock of the century, and it's only been 23 years, but it's this is the lock of the century. <laughs> Boston, the millennia, the millennia. Boston Scott <laughs> to have one. Or more touchdowns and Philly to win at plus 700. I mean, considering your luck, I'm not upset about you taking that bet. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I should pay people to bet on the, the opposite team. So I think I just gave away my Super Bowl pick. So Crispy's going to be very happy about this. I am big on the Eagles to win and to win big in the Super please, Bowl. Please, my please, place, place all of your bets on the Eagles. Every single one of them. I have multiple hundreds of dollars on the Eagles to win minus <laughs> six. So <laughs> that's my Ooh. that's my pick. Uh, Eagles minus six. And I already and I already forgot what that means. And that's the that's the spread, right? You're, <laughs> that's what you're saying. That's the, that's the point. Yes, spread. that's yes. what I'm saying. So the normal spread is Eagles plus one and a half, and you only get mm-hmm. minus you know, minus uh, minus one and a half. Uh, yeah, they're minus one and a half. Yeah, meaning they have to win right the game by more than uh, two points. Two po- two points. Yeah. And so, so you you're could, saying, so you're taking the bet that they need to win by more than six points. Exactly. So if you a take a whole touchdown, uh, if you take the Eagles minus six, it is plus 180. So I'm going to win 180 bucks if I bet 100, but I bet way more than 100. So I'm going to win <laughs> way more than that. So I will, uh, I'll treat you guys to. Lunch, dinner, whatever you guys want to do after this. There we go. Sounds good. Yeah, we'll if you win that, it. I'm going to be in tears. So someone better take me to dinner. <laughs> um, yeah, so I got the Eagles minus six. How about you guys? What do you guys think? Ooh, minus six is a little rich for my blood. I think the Eagles can pull it off. And, you know, uh, Ruben and I both as uh, AFC West fans mm-hmm. have to root against the Chiefs. So you and I are both rooting Eagles this time around. But a whole seven points. I don't know if I can get behind that. And Crispy needs the Eagles, so anybody. (laughs) Yeah, I just want (laughs) the Chiefs to slap the Eagles silly. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, and I I think they can do it. I'm going to take the Chiefs, and I don't know if I am saying this right. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is your test right here. This is it. Is it always going to, so if you're choosing a team to win, is it always going to be by minus or would you ever say plus? No. Well, if, if you're trying to win a bet, you could do plus, but if you want the team to win, it's got to be a minus. Got it. Okay. So then I guess I'll do chiefs minus three. Uh, That's over a field goal. (sighs) Typical, typical crispy. Um, (laughs) If you took the chiefs minus three, you win 140 bucks for your 100 buck bet. So, yeah, not, not too bad. Kind of boring. I'll be honest. Kind of boring. Real quick, how do you, how do you do this? The moving line. How how can you like bet minus six if the line is minus one and a half? So, Johnny, if that is in fact your real name, uh, <laughs> there there's a thing called offshore gambling. It's called the internet. The internet. <laughs> And, uh, you know, is this, simil- is this similar to the dark web? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so if you go on certain websites, there are things called alternate lines. So alternate mm. lines, they give you odds on everything. You could take Kansas City minus 12 and a half for 450 to for plus 450. So, yeah, you could. Uh, how much is it? How much is it if I say Chiefs in overtime by three? Minus three. Oh, now look, see now you're now you're a gambler. 
Now you're a degenerate. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Look at a big old smile on his came face. Around. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, that is big thinking right there. So you want the Chiefs. So now that's a parlay. So you want the Chiefs yeah. to win in overtime by three, you said? Yeah. yeah, minus three. Minus three. Okay. Or by three? I don't know. M- minus two. Oh, and yeah, that's right. My- minus yeah. two and a half. There you go. Yeah, Johnny's got it. Minus two and a half. Uh... <laughs> I want them to win by a safety. <laughs> <laughs> I, wanna, I want Jalen Hurst to get to just get sacked in the end zone at the end in overtime. We've created a monster, Johnny. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I will get back to you on that. Let me talk to Fat Phil and uh, come up with a line for you. And uh, I'm, good. I'm sure he'll take your action. This is a great start. Yeah. So you learn. Uh, <laughs> you learn. I've done. I have done like the Super Bowl squares before where you like pick numbers like for the quarter, I think. like That's what? like kids that smoked uh, candy. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't count. <laughs> it's a gateway drug. Yeah. <laughs> That's a candy cigarette. Come on, get out of here. Yeah, let's get the Marlboro Reds in there, crispy. Um, so can I can I just bring up one more thing? You, yeah, yeah. yes. It, so at certain websites, these these same websites that may or may not be legal, uh, no. <laughs> you could actually select your square and select the number that you want, and there are different odds for each. Uh, number. Let's see. What numbers do you think have the best odds? The best odds? Yeah. Um, like one and eight. Ending in one, ending in eight, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think an eight, yeah. Ending in zero. Okay. So the score at the end of the game, the best odds are seven and zero. And that would still pay you 20 to 1 if you chose that square. That's pretty good. The worst odds are... 2, 4. <laughs> uh, 5 and 5 will pay you 225 to 1. Ooh, I'll wow. put a dollar on that. <laughs> <laughs> five and five, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it looks like 20 to ones. Uh, if you have seven zero or yeah, that's it. Seven zero is really like the only 20 to one I see on here. Uh, zero three is 25 to one. Seven seven is 40 to one. Mm, oh, sorry. That'd be tough. Uh, final seven, score seven four is 18 to one. So that would be that would be your best odds for the final score. So yeah, okay. trust me, they thought of everything. If you can think about gambling on something, they'll have a number for you. And if they don't have a number for you, call Fat Phil, and he'll have a number for you. <laughs> Fat Phil has all the numbers for us. <laughs> exactly. All right, Rube. Well, thanks for joining us. Looks like we kept you past your bedtime. You Got to let your uh, grandma take you in, like you said. So. Uh, <laughs> We'll let you exactly. go. Thanks for talking gambling. Best of luck to all your bets this coming next week, and uh, we'll see you. We'll see you in March Madness. Hopefully, ready for that. Oh, I'm always ready, Johnny. You know that. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, thanks, we'll, Ruben. It's great having you on the show. We'll ha- yeah, thanks. we'll have you sometime in the future as well. And uh, all right, anytime, Johnny. Thanks, Crispy. Nice to meet you. All right, sir.
Nice to meet you. Bye. Until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> well, now I need to go look at my finances and figure out how much money I can spare on some of these these newfound knowledge I have about bets because this is a I can see why people get very much into this. Just be responsible and budget, right? And then hopefully you win some and use your winnings to bet more, right? So just a, a cycle of funds. S- slow down on those locks of his and don't necessarily put your ha- your mortgage on it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, although I, I am, I must say, I am very happy to know that he is betting on the Eagles. And uh, thank you, Ruben. Very excited for that. I, I have some newfound hope going, going into the Kelsey Bowl. The Kelsey Bowl. So on that note, we've learned a little bit more about the game. We know about the players. Let's talk about it a little bit. So before we just kind of give our picks here, which are probably going to be no surprise to anyone that's already heard us talk about it. But um, (laughs) I mean, the the biggest the biggest expectation, I guess the biggest story and you've alluded to it already is that, you know, the, the Eagles come to the Super Bowl not prepared. They've had the easiest road to the Super Bowl. It's a very, it's a very kind way of putting it. So it looks like they had the second easiest strength of schedule. Um, Who had the first out of curiosity? The Giants. Not too much going on there. And then when we get to the playoffs, you know, this is where we're going to weed them out. But they played the Giants. And <laughs> they played the Brock Purdy-less Niners. So they, 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 they're approaching the Super Bowl untested. What are your thoughts? I mean, look, I I get the excitement. And if you're an Eagles fan, and you're probably never going to listen to this podcast ever again, <laughs> you got to face the truth. Jalen Hurts was not good last season. Um, and while well, he has gone better for sure, and I think... Uh, the addition of AJ Brown definitely um, strengthened their offense, and it was, a, I think, probably a really good add for them. Yeah, you just you can't just coast through the ent- an entire season and coast through the playoffs and think that you're ready to face a team that, in recent years, their quarterback has been to the Super Bowl twice and won once and lost one to the goat. <laughs> And has a chemistry and electricity like not many other teams in in the NFL right now. I, man, I don't know. I don't know if I was if I was a, a an Eagles fan and was being honest with myself, I would be concerned. It's a fair statement. Yeah, because like you said, yeah, you come into the playoffs and these teams get weeded out. That's what happens, right? And you face teams that you don't normally face and you generally get to get a good idea of what these teams are really like. Like we've said before, like whether or not they're real. And I'm not sure the Eagles have had the opportunity to truly prove that, especially in the playoffs. Because in the playoffs, they could have done it, right? If they would have played stronger teams, I could have a different opinion on it and be like, you know what? They're playing teams they don't really play. These these teams have been really good and... They beat them and they're going to the Super Bowl. It's It sucks to see it for me, but they deserve it. They have fought their way and they have proven themselves. I just don't. I, that that hasn't been their script. This, the entire season and their entire these past few weeks in the playoffs, that has not been their story. So I'd be concerned. Yeah, the 
Eagles kind of remind me of the Bills. Like, they're a very talented team on both sides of the ball, right? They have a lot of really good skill players and key positions, but they just haven't been playing that well, um, I feel like, at the end of the season, right? When they need to play their best. And so we saw what happened with the Bills, ultimately, right? They end up losing because of it. Um, and maybe there's the Eagles strength of schedule and easier uh, playoff roadmap there help them out, right? And that's why they're going to the Super Bowl. Um, but to play a, a little bit of a devil's advocate here is that, you know, the, the job of a good team is to beat bad teams. So the Eagles have done their job. Uh, they played a very tough 49er defense last, last week and didn't do tremendously well, though they did score 31 points. But, you know, they, they managed to pull out the win um, and still put points on the board. And I think they're going to see a easier defense in the Chiefs. Not by much, but it is not as strong as the Niner defense. So I think they potentially can pull it out. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Jalen Hurts has been hurt. Um, he is, has been dealing with his own injury, as is Patrick Mahomes. They have the next two weeks to really rest and stretch, I guess, and do whatever you need to do to be as close to 100% as you can by the Kelsey Bowl. And um, I think, yeah, I mean, I agree that the, the Chiefs defense is not is not the best defense. Um, but like you said, they're not they're not bad. But that's probably why, based on like what we were talking about with Ruben, the um, over under being so high is because that's usually what we see in like Mahomes games anyways, is that it's a it's a lot of. Uh, high-scoring games because their defense isn't always stopping the other team. And considering what the Eagles did do against the 49ers and gained 31 points, although some of it, a lot of it could be attributed to or should be attributed to their defense was that reason. So, I don't know. Maybe they're more evenly matched than I'm willing to give the Eagles credit for, but I would love to see the Eagles just get slapped around on that field. Well, yeah, Again, to Vegas's point, the things that we learned from Ruben is that you know the Eagles are favored by a point and a half, so it's it's a small margin, and yeah, so and you know, Vegas is usually surprisingly really correct with all this stuff. So to talk about the other side of the ball here now, um, talking about strength of schedule, as I'm looking at this list here, um, guess what? The Chiefs have the hardest strength of schedule. <laughs> literally the hardest strength of schedule in the whole NFL. So um, yeah. impressive that they made it to the Super Bowl. We're seeing, I feel like we're seeing a, almost a totally different team that's going against the Eagles, right? I think the Eagles have a lot of talent. I don't think the Chiefs match up when it comes to talent, right? And we saw that during the Bengals game because they were running out, of, literally running out of receivers, right? Kadarius Tony got yeah. injured. I don't remember seeing Juju's name ever being said in the game. No, I think Juju was injured too. They were relying mostly like like uh, Ruben was saying was MBS. And um, I don't know if McCole Hardman played, but I know McCole Hardman's out for the Kelsey Bowl. But yeah, I mean, that's definitely been the biggest headline of the Chiefs throughout the regular season. And even going into the regular season, it was... Well, part of it was there's too many there's too many receivers and not really sure like for fantasy purposes there was too many receivers and not really knowing who the ball was going to go to, 
and Mahomes not really having that sort of connection that you sometimes see between quarterbacks and receivers on a lot of other teams. In some cases, doesn't need it because his safety blanket is Kelsey. Them starting to lose receivers. They, they brought in Kadarius Tony, but it's unfortunately not shocking that Tony got hurt. That's his MO. He has a really hard time staying healthy out on the field. But at the same time, Mahomes is just that good of a quarterback that they have they they have the talent. They have the talent in their receivers. They just need receivers out there. And I think that he can connect with who he needs to. But more often than not, it's always going to be Kelsey. And we've seen him go to Kelsey for four touchdowns in one game. So I I don't think we talk about we we've talked about other like receivers being quarterback proof. I think Mahomes might be receiver proof. Yeah, that's definitely something I think we did learn from him this season. Um, when they lost Tyreek Hill, I thought it was going to be a bigger problem than I guess it ended up being. I feel like the Chiefs offense isn't as dynamic, though, without having that kind of number one receiver. And again, I think the weakness started to show at the end of that Bengals game. Again, if they went to overtime, I'm convinced the Bengals would have pulled that off um, with, again, the lack of receivers and Mahomes' injury himself. So I think the best thing the Chiefs do have going for them is the fact that they are getting this extra week of rest, right? And so hopefully those receivers get a little bit better. Hopefully Mahomes gets a little bit better. And ultimately, you know, we do see a good game. I think we all really want to see that. But uh, to tie it back to our gambling talk earlier, I'm taking the under. Yeah, so so don't take my parlay of the Chiefs uh, in overtime by three. <laughs> It, it, it might be an overtime game, but it's good. I'm saying there, there's not a lot of points to be had is what I'm anticipating, but we'll see. Um, because again, I think you're right. I think it's going to be a Kelsey game, right? So, but I think the Eagles can game plan for that and um, make Mahomes use those other players. But yeah, but we've seen, we've seen Kelsey be covered and not have just in terms of like fantasy. That's like the best way for, I think, us to like visualize it is we've seen Kelsey have bad games and Mahomes still have good games with his receivers. So I don't, I, while the Eagles defense could definitely plan for Kelsey and cover him, I think that while that, that makes sense, that just opens everyone else for Mahomes. What, what's interesting is that one of their, their biggest maybe f- potential flaws that they've turned into assets has been their rookie draft from this past year. They have... They were playing three rookie corners against the Bengals. And so that was uh, Trent McDuffie, Josh Williams, and Jalen Watson. And then they also have, obviously, Isaiah Pacheco has been really good, kind of the back half of the Mm -hmm. season as a running back. Um, They have a defensive end, George Karloftis. His name was called a bunch um, that game. Um, Even though not one of the most exciting receivers, but Sky Moore has been doing playing his part as well. Um, but now to that point, we're going to have all of those rookies playing some serious game time in the Super Bowl. So is the Kelsey Bowl. Sorry. Sorry. The Kelsey Bowl um, is <laughs> the Kelsey Bowl too much stress for all those rookies. Uh, I mean, that's a that's a good point. I mean, it's it's a it's a high stress situation. It's not a situation that every football player finds themselves in. It's kind of hard to it's hard to prepare yourself for something that really can be very rare for certain players and certain teams. Like, look, we can look at the numbers of when the last time 
some some of these teams have been to um, the playoffs or have been to the Super Bowl. Yeah, so it's definitely possible. Um, you know, you just there's a lot of excitement and probably feeling like you know they you know they mentally you always hear right they mentally tell themselves and they when they're speaking to the correspondents and whatever it's like oh you just treat it like any other game which is really what they need to do and that's something that the rookies have to learn is that you treat it like any other game but ideally you would like to think that some of these players have been in big games in their college days and if any of them were ever in the national championship it's that's a big game too they've been in big games but I'm sure as a kid playing football, there's nothing else but the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, no, it's true. And the, what a player goes through leading up to the Super Bowl is really unique too because they, they head out a week early and it's like, it's all these interviews and it's Super Bowl week and all these things are happening. Um, they're, they're playing in different facilities. So it's not, it's not even like an away game because sometimes in an, for an away game, typically you're going to be at your practice facility and fly out, you know, a couple of days before, right? And then you do a walkthrough at the stadium and do the whole thing, right? But the Super Bowl is totally different. And so, yeah, to your point, I agree. They need to treat it like any other game. And they're all going to say that. And all their interviews are going to be like, yeah, it's any other game. It's any other game. But, you know, I can't imagine they don't have those butterflies. I can't imagine, you know, that they might not be at their fullest and I don't want to group all of these rookies up together, but again, it's a big chunk. And, you know, if one or two of them don't meet up to those expectations, I think the Eagles can capitalize on that. I I see what you're saying. And um, yeah, I agree. Like it's definitely something I, that could definitely happen, but to be fair, there's some of these players who are not rookies. This is their first time in the Super Bowl. So I don't think it's a situation that's necessarily unique to just the rookies. I think it's something that is far, probably much more prevalent for many more players on both teams, but maybe even less so for the Chiefs because they've been to the Super Bowl more recently. I mean, obviously, there's teams are always constantly changing, but there's a lot of players on the Chiefs, I'm sure, who were either in the last Super Bowl or were in the or in the conference championship last season, that they may actually just have the rookies who this is their first time and there's maybe more players on the Eagles and this is their first time completely. In that sense, then it might just even out. And it might not matter that they just have a few rookies and it could be the same amount of people that the that the Eagles have going into the same sort of situation. Well, it goes back to Vegas. Vegas has a point and a half, so it's going to be a close game no matter what. Well, Vegas can suck it. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) All right. Well, you gave your points. I gave my points. Did we change either of our minds? Co-host Crispy, what is your pick? (laughs) I know. I know Riven said it was boring, but I'm still going to go... Chiefs minus three. I, it's not that boring because, again, Eagles are favored. Um, so you are, by all intents and purposes, as of the recording of the podcast, you are going for the underdog. So good on you. Uh, I will continue to go against my divisional rival, and I am rooting for the Eagles. 
Boo. Fly, Eagles, fly. Ew, how dare you? It's such a good song. Like, I think more teams need a good song like that. It's great. It's a good song. You know who has a terrible song? The Chargers. They have a terrible song. (laughs) They have a song. It's yeah, and they they can't even use it anymore because it's it was the San Diego Superchargers, (laughs) and it was like this early '90s, late '80s kind of vibe to it. It's terrible. Oh no! But the Fly Eagles Fly is a classic. Gross. Classic. Get out of here. <laughs> finding, I'm finding a new commissioner. I'm going to go ask Ruben. <laughs> yeah, you definitely want to play in a Raider league. Oh, no, no. I guess know. I'll. Ugh. All right. Well, picks are in. We'll see who comes out on top. Well, we'll I know who Lou's betting on too because he just says I crispy curse everyone. Mm-hmm. Whatever. See I guess we'll see who has who has more of a curse. Me or Ruben. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. Who has a stronger curse? We shall see. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out. Hopefully you guys learned lots, took some notes, play it back, listen to it again before the big game, aka the Kelsey Bowl. Maybe share it with some friends who might want to put some money down as well. So Ruben's going to tell all you guys to go against his picks. Uh, I might have to agree. Uh, We'll see. (laughs) But as always, guys. Works for me. (laughs) uh, Like, comment, subscribe. Again, tell a friend. Tell all of your friends. And share. Uh, Find us on Twitter. At Noka underscore pod. I think we got co-host Crispy addicted to the Twitter. Sorta ish. On weekends, <laughs> a little bit. It's fine. Well, I'll take it. We actually posted something, the same thing at the same time last week. No way. I was like, I I don't I, I'm not great about tweeting during the game. Like it has to be like a commercial or something. But I like wanted to go back and check to see what you had done. But I was like, no, I'll just do it. But what did what did we post at the same time? Um, I think it was the, it was the same image, and I think we or something and but we like commented it differently oh that's hilarious i did not see that yeah it was funny and after that i was like okay i'm gonna just stop (laughs) (laughs) well catch us doing that again we'll see but as always i'm johnny and i'm christy good luck to the final two playoff teams left may the better kelsey win kelsey bowl bye everybody bye